0: The Plan with Callahan podcast is brought to you by Kirby Callahan Wealth, a practice of Northeast Planning Associates. Financial planning is hard. Let them make it easy, one step at a time. Financial planning offered through Northeast Planning Associates, a registered investment advisor. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, and member FINRA SIPC. Northeast Planning and LPL are not affiliated. Now, on with the show. Let me have your attention for a moment, because you're talking about what you're talking about? Money, money, money. Ah, high finance. (laughs) Bulls, bears, people from Connecticut. That's as good as money, sir. Those are IOUs. I'm Tommy Callahan, big Tom Callahan's son. You like Huey Lewis on the news? Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Plan with Callahan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Callahan. The hits just keep on coming. When you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. Everything your heart desires will come to you. Patrick Mahomes. You- Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? I'm going to Disneyland. Oh, God! Just awful. Just awful. A great game, but a gift-wrapped ending, in my opinion, with that defensive holding call. I don't want to hear that he tugged his jersey. The refs let them play all night, and at the end they make that call. That's pathetic. Congrats to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not happy about it, but you got to respect Mahomes' game. What can you do? We have to hear about how brilliant Mahomes is, even though the last three Super Bowls, his quarterback rating is below 80, and he's thrown five touchdowns with four interceptions. But anyway, to add insult to injury, we did have a fantastic weekend. It finally happened. All those times you threaten your kids, keep it up, you're going to end up in the emergency room. Oh, yeah your hands everybody if you got what it takes because i'm curtis blow and i want you to know that these are the boys yep so it was my oldest in middle fighting over play-doh now these kids are in two totally separate weight classes this fight definitely was not sanctioned by the state of new hampshire my oldest just turned five in november and he stands at a whopping four feet tall weighing in at 75 pounds in my middle certainly has that dog in him but is a mere three feet 35 pounds All my oldest has to do is look at this kid and he'll fall over. But does he care? Absolutely not. He just keeps pushing his older brother and is constantly getting in his face. Well, as the kids say, he messed around and found out. Richard, do I have a mark on my face? It really hurts. Nope, nothing. I thought I hit you on the shoulder. My shoulder doesn't hurt very much, but my face does. Right here. Not here or here so much, but right here. Nope. Ship shape. Yep. He got tossed into the new post and cracked his forehead wide open. Blood everywhere. Maybe you've seen the documentary Staircase on Netflix. By the time my wife got over there, this place looked like an absolute crime scene. Great news is he's totally fine. Didn't require stitches, just some steri-strips. But the fun just never stops in the Callian household. We're going to keep the fun going today. As you know, this is the Plan with Callahan podcast, and we're always here to talk about the topics that put a smile on your face. So today, we're going to talk about taxes. I don't like you. It's that time of the year. Your mailbox has been flooded with W-2s and 1099s that put the alphabet to shame. 1099R, INT, miscellaneous, dividend, non-employee compensation, and everything in between. Now, for the regulators, as I've mentioned on previous episodes, I am not a tax professional. If you're looking for tax advice, please consult a tax professional. It's between February and April 15th. That's what we in the biz like to call crunch time. However, as a financial planner, taxes are certainly part of the financial planning process. And yes, we do discuss tax implications at a high level with our clients. Most notably, on the tax planning side, it comes down to 1099 Rs and 1099 divs. What does that mean? It means that what are the tax implications going to be when it comes to your investments, either from a retirement plan or from an investment account? Okay, now if you're driving, pull over at the next Dunkin' and stop and get a cold brew, because full disclosure, you could not out on this episode. Oh, God. Wow. Oh, I was asleep. What? No way. Those glasses are super dark. But as an investment professional, I need to tell you that taxes are important and we need to plan for them. Let's start off with a basic example and the impact that taxes can have on your investments. Have you ever heard of the investment of the penny? I'm going to give you a math riddle, okay? And you're going to tell me the answer. What? How much? How much would you have if i said i would pay you a penny on the first day and then two pennies on the second day, and then four pennies on the third day and i just kept doubling and i did this for a month how much money would you have at the end of the month ten dollars hi, hi just just keep, just keep looking at me just keep looking at me twenty dollars no keep going keep going It's 30 it's thirty dollars I want to tell you the answer It's over 10 million dollars. You'd have over 10 million dollars at the end of the month See I think the happening gets so much disrespect. I'm not saying it's the greatest movie of all time or anything, but it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Now, after finding out the answer, the next question is usually, well, how do I do that? Well, unfortunately, you can't do that. There's no investment that's available out there in the history of mankind that's produced a 100% return every single day for a month straight. But where you'll find the impact of taxes is on the next question. Now that you know that the penny grows to over $10 million, let me ask you a second question. Let's say that every day you have that gain, you're going to be taxed a short-term capital gains rate of 30%. What do you think the final value will be of the investment at the end of the month? Now, most people end up doing simple interest on this, and they say, well, 70% of $10 million is $7 million, but sure, we can't just do simple. There's got to be some compounding in there. So let's say it's worth $5 million. I lost half of my money to taxes. Well, believe it or not, the final value after a month is less than $50,000. That's got to hurt. Now, why is that? Well, compound interest works both ways. It works to the upside and it works to the downside. Albert Einstein said that the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest. Those that understand it earn it and those that don't will pay for it. Now, there are three things guaranteed in life, death, taxes, and me talking about the Bryant University Bulldogs. That's right. The dogs have won three out of the last four and are now onto the final stretch of the regular season with must wins coming up. But anyway, when it comes to death and taxes as humans, we certainly try to cheat death as much as we can. But if we try to cheat taxes, we're gonna end up in striped pajamas. So when it comes to tax evasion and tax avoidance, those are actually two very different things. It's not illegal to plan accordingly for taxes. When do people feel taxes the most? When it comes to investing, well, if we're talking about retirement accounts, one of the biggest benefits of retirement accounts is tax deferral. When it's a traditional 401k or traditional IRA, meaning when you put your money in, you get to deduct those contributions from your gross income, which will in turn lower your current tax bill on your income. You get to invest that money for years and never have to pay taxes on it until you actually withdraw it. Now, here's the thing. There's going to come a time when you're going to have to start withdrawing that money, whether you like it or not. Those are called RMDs, Required Minimum Distributions. The government is not forcing you to take money out because they really want you to go on vacation. They're doing it because they've given you years of tax deferral and now it's time to pay the piper. With the new Secure Act 2.0, they've actually increased that RMD age. Years ago, it used to be 70 and a half. Now it's up to 73 years old. Once you turn 73, you're going to be forced to take out a percentage of your retirement account, and that's all based on a a, a mortality calculation. Those RMDs will increase as you age. So the percentage that you're gonna take out at 80 will be higher than the percentage you first took out when you were 73. The The other issue with RMDs is since that's part of your taxable income, that can have impacts on your benefits, both Medicare and Social Security. So even if you're years away from 73, it makes sense to plan for that potential liability years in advance. This country is over $30 trillion in debt with no resolutions in sight outside of increasing individual tax rates. So the thought process is tax rates may be, and again, regulators, I'm saying maybe, they may never be lower than where they are right now, but only time will tell. There are other 401ks and IRAs that you can look into. That's called a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA. Not all 401k plans offer Roth as an option, it's not required, that determination comes from the plan document, but if it's available, it may make sense to consider diversifying your tax liabilities. But most only think about diversification as owning different stocks and bonds to spread out their risk. Something to consider is asset location and diversifying your tax liability. Here's an example. In your 401k, if your plan does allow for you to make Roth contributions, What a Roth means is that you're you're putting your money into the retirement account, but you're not actually able to deduct the contribution. The benefit there is that the money will grow tax deferred. And as long as you meet a couple uh, requirements that the money's been in the account for over five years and that you're over the age of 59 and a half, you'll be able to withdraw money from that Roth tax free. It may not make sense to put 100% of your contributions into the Roth because you may still want some deductions for the current tax year, but you can do a split. 50 50, 70 30, whatever you want. Once you retire, you will have the option to roll that Roth 401k into a Roth IRA. And once it's in the Roth IRA, you won't have to deal with the issue of RMDs as there are no RMDs on Roth IRAs. The other benefit you can consider is your allocation in a Roth versus a traditional IRA. Again, think about the Roth. You're never going to pay taxes on those gains if you have money in the account for over five years and you're over the age of 59 and a half. When it comes to your asset allocation, it may make sense to keep your growth investments in the Roth while keeping your more conservative investments in your traditional pre-tax accounts. So why did I title this episode, Capital Pains? It's really funny it's really funny, it's really funny. Uh, what do you mean I'm funny it's funny you know it's a good story it's funny you're a funny guy so funny. what do you mean you mean way i talk well we just covered retirement accounts and the benefits of tax deferral but we have yet to discuss non-retirement investment accounts it may make sense to actually make another dunk and stop right now if you have a non-retirement investment account more commonly known as a brokerage account That means you can put as much money as you want into the account. You can take money out whenever you want and there are no RMDs. There are no rules really. It's a massive, it's an investment account, do as you wish. The benefits there is certainly flexibility but there's one massive con and that's the fact that you will not get tax deferral benefits in these accounts. Now that may not be an issue for you. Let's say you're a savvy investor and you're investing in growth stocks with no dividends, you get to call your shop. There will not be a tax liability on that account unless you sell the stock. Now, the goal of investing, as we've discussed numerous times, is to buy low and sell high. Let's say you bought XYZ stock at five and you sell it at 10. That's a $5 gain per share. Depending on when you sell that stock, meaning how long you held it, that will dictate if you have to pay ordinary income tax or long-term capital gains tax but most people aren't buying and trading individual stocks. What they're doing is investing in mutual funds. I know many of you know what a mutual fund is, but for those of you that don't, that's an investment vehicle that you can put your money into. It has a prospectus. Before you put your money in, you can research how the fund is gonna be managed. There are conservative, moderate, aggressive mutual funds. There are specific sector mutual funds, hundreds and hundreds of them. Now, mutual funds are professionally managed by a single portfolio manager or a team. What's happening is you're putting your money into a fund that may have hundreds of holdings. In this example, let's say it's all stocks, and those stocks are being traded daily by the fund manager. Well, at the end of the year, who's holding the bag for all those trades? The fund manager? No. You, the investor. And that's where people get blindsided. Those capital gains get passed down to the shareholder as a percentage of their investment. Basic example, let's say you have $10,000 in a mutual fund and the capital gain is 10%. That means that there's $1,000 of gain that you need to account for when you file your taxes. But here's where the pain really comes in. You personally may have never sold out of the mutual fund. You put your money in at the beginning of the year and you just held it there. You didn't sell out and put the money in the bank. The money is still sitting in the mutual fund. Well, now you have an additional tax liability with no additional money sitting in the bank. Not a great experience. 2022 is a prime example of serious pain. When your account may have been down, and again, odds are high, no guarantees regulators, but the odds are high that your account was down and you may still get a 1099. Big shout out to Russell Investments, as always, for their statistics. But in 2022, U.S. stocks were down roughly 19%. And the percentage of stock mutual funds that had capital gain distributions was 69%. And the average uh, distribution was 7%. What the hell is even that? That's rough. Your account was down and you still have a tax liability. Not good. So there are ways around this. There are tax-deferred accounts you can look into to minimize the situation. It always comes back to those three questions. Who's the money for? What's it for? And when do you need it? To recap what Albert Einstein said, those that understand compound interest will earn it and those that don't will pay for it. It's not just about asset allocation, but it's also about asset location. Understanding what accounts to use for specific investments can help put you in a better position to maximize your return. It's never how much you make, it's always about how much you keep. As always, thanks for taking some of your invaluable time to spend it with me. Hopefully you learned a little something about your investment and tax minimization options that are available to you. More great episodes are coming up. I know I've mentioned guests, I promise they're waiting in the wings. We have a bunch scheduled and we're getting ready to record. Keep your questions coming, keep your comments coming. We're trying to make this podcast the best it can possibly be to get you the content you want to need. As always, avoid the noise, stay on your plan, and don't you ever stop learning. Have a great week, and until next time, take care. The comments on this podcast are that of the participants and should not be viewed as comments made by LPL Financial or Northeast Planning Associates. Content on this episode should not be considered investment advice, but strictly as educational information.